With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. It's time for the view from the opposition and this week it comes from a familiar face, Lewis Williams, a Luton fan and vlogger. You might remember Lewis from the podcast we did just before Christmas when Newcastle travelled down to Luton and uh, lost to Luton. I did predict that, unfortunately. This time around, I'm going to go early, Lewis, with the prediction. The same thing is not going to happen. Newcastle are going to have a smashing day on Saturday, unfortunately, for you. But we'll get into the reasons why I think that's going to happen in a moment. Uh, first off, thank you for popping back onto the podcast. I uh, hope you're keeping well. Have, um, have you had a good Christmas and all that? Yeah, it's been really good. Results in football-wise are doing extremely well. So, yeah, I can't complain. Out, I realise I've just... Out on the bottom of the three as well, so you can't, yeah. So well, I was going to mention complain. that, yeah. And I've also just realised, I've just asked if you've had a good Christmas and we're a month and uh, f- a bit after Christmas, but it's never too late, is it? But yes, you guys, <laughs> you guys come into this... Uh, game in, in in good form out of the relegation zone um as you've just said there uh did you expect about the relegation zone um you know coming into february um to be fair i didn't know if we were going to be in it <laughs> i just i didn't have i honestly this season um i've just not expected anything i've just taken it by game by game week by week and whatever happens happens we know we're up against it in terms of the quality in terms of the money that's in this league but honestly to be where we are it's a fantastic achievement if i'm being brutally honest with you and yeah long may it continue i'm super happy you know i think results i see the performances have been there since december um but some maybe we just haven't got like you know the points to reflect that whereas now we're starting to get these points in and it's you know it just feels a lot much better now Hmm. For you guys who aren't watching on the YouTube channel, Lewis has got a smile from ear to ear. He's absolutely buzzing, <laughs> clearly, uh, Luton's uh, form of late. Last six games, they picked up 10 points. And they're coming to this game on the back of a 4-0 win over Brighton, which I don't think anyone would have predicted. Um, tell us about that game and how they got the better of one of the, you know, the, the, the better teams in the league. I think just an aggressive approach, just not giving Brighton any respect. I think we all know what Brighton can do. 
when you give them time and space on the ball. So try to limit that as much as possible and just go at them for the first, you know, 15 minutes. And obviously scoring two goals within three minutes, the perfect start, really. And then it's just trying to get those goals that kill the game off. I don't think they like the aggressive, you know, part of our game, um, which we can bring. And I, I've always said, you know, we're not going to play like Man City, like what Burnley are doing, because it's just not going to get us points. But we are going to play it our own unique way. We can be aggressive. We can, you know, be just big lumps. And we can play a little bit as well, because our third goal, I don't know if you've seen it, was pass and move play. And, you know, it was those one-twos and we clean through on goal, one-on-one one finish. So we can mix and match it. We can go long when we need to. We can go short when we need to. And I think Brighton just couldn't handle that. And it just shows you the progression which we've made since the start of the season because they beat us 4-1 at their place. And so there's already been a massive improvement since the start. And knowing Luton's like previous history and record, we always get better in the second half of the season. So long may it continue. If I remember correctly, in the uh, the first podcast that we did together, you did say you know, that the performances had been there. I think we were talking about the Arsenal game and maybe the, was it the West Ham game as well? Remember, it serves me correct. So, Arsenal, Man City, um, yeah, those two home matches, especially Liverpool as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, playing against the, the top six sides, we were performing really well, but we just weren't getting the points. So what's clicked now in, in, in the weeks since we, we last spoke? How are Luton now turning those good performances into wins? I think you just you're just getting, you know, those standout players really. I think well, firstly, I think the players have realized actually we can play at this level. We can, you know, cause teams problems at this level. And I think it's just giving them the confidence that, you know what, you can do it. Um I think players have, you know, are gelling together. Um, especially the new ones which we brought into the summer. Some of them have been standouts, you know, Ross Barkley, Lukonga, um, Menji as well um, in the defence. You know, those players are now stepping in and performing week a week every single week, get, you know, getting 7 out of 10s at least. Um, and, yeah, just, just just a range of things Keep and just keeping it going. Um, we're causing teams problems through set pieces with our aggressive approach. And, you know... We, I think it's just keeping that going, really. Um, I think the boys know what the ta- the task is. The, there's a real togetherness. There's obviously, I think, what happened to Tom Lockyer. There is like a bit of motivational factor in in that. To you know, we want to do it for Tom Lockyer. Um, so yeah, all those different range of things. I think that's what's you know you're now seeing, and yeah, that's why I think you're now seeing Luton outside the Premier League um, bottom three. And of course, the other thing as well that helps with you know confidence is is good results as well and if you want a run of picking up uh, points like we say from the last six games 10 points the last six away games five points so you're in a good run of form and that will just further inflate their their, their confidence that they can stay in the Premier League 100% and I think as well when you see like other teams like for, for example Burnley or Sheffield United when they lose a game of football you know the fans are you know, they're booing, they're, they're not happy, they're expressing their concerns. When Luton lose a game of football, the fans are still staying in the stadiums, they're still giving the players a round of applause. And I think that also tells, gives a message to the players, you know what, these these supporters are going to stick by us to the, to the very end. And I think that also, you know, helps in, in, in regards to performances um, in trying to replicate the previous one. 
I think our listeners will will kind of understand what you're saying there about that kind of united feeling from the terraces into the dressing room because Newcastle United fans have been through it tough as well. And the thing that always got them through it was the fact that everyone was pulling uh, together and the fans are are always there. You mentioned there the aggressive nature against Brighton. Um, Is that how you expect Luton to, to show up against Newcastle as well? I think if we do replicate that, I think we can get a positive result. I've I said to like my dad and I said it to my like my close friends, if we perform like that, and I know it's not it's not gonna be possible because no teams can keep replicating the same thing, otherwise you'd be title winners. But if we can replicate that performance against Brighton against um, against Newcastle like we did against Brighton, then yeah, there's no reason why we can't walk away from a tough place to go, in my opinion. And with a positive result, a draw is not a bad result for us. You know, I know a lot of people may have a different mentality, but my, my mentality is any away game in the Premier League, or I was saying it in the Championship even, you know, if you get a positive result away from home, that's fine. You know, you can't complain with not losing a game of football. So that would be the aim. Obviously, we're going to try and make it really difficult. If we can try and score the first goal, get the crowd against us, um, you know, and try and create that toxic atmosphere like we did against Everton in the FA Cup recently, then, yeah, there's no reason why we can't walk away from Newcastle with a positive result. Is part of you wishing that this fixture may have uh, come a little bit earlier for you? Like, you know, a few weeks ago when Newcastle were right in the depths of this horrible run of form, they seem to have come through the other side now, a victory over Fulham, a fantastic performance and win over Aston Villa. Things, fingers crossed, are, are, are on the on the turn for Newcastle United. And maybe this game um, hasn't come at the right time for you guys. For me, I feel like it doesn't matter when you play against a team. You know, you've got to play them eventually. You get a bit of luck. Sometimes you don't get a bit of luck. If you want to stay in this division, you've got to beat the teams in the division. It's simple. I I know it's very like narrow-minded, but that's exactly what we've got to do. So I rather actually, you know, I think when we last obviously beat Newcastle, a lot of people could have said, "Oh, you didn't play the, the strongest Newcastle team." Well, I want a bit of respect now, and if we do beat this, you know, stronger Newcastle team, then. We deserve the respect which we should have got previously, if that makes sense. Hmm, so yeah, definitely. I just want to, um, you know, I, I'll play play whoever's on the pitch and try your best to get a positive result. Do you know I agree with your uh, answer there because I I really dislike it at the start of the season when they go oh we, that side's got a tough run to begin. So you've got to play everyone at some point. There's no point complaining about the card you get dealt. You just you get on with it. But I think one thing's for certain that Newcastle United fans who were down at the away fixture, um, definitely uh, respected what Luton did because there was just more fight um, about Luton than, than much more than Newcastle United had. And, and they embarrassed Newcastle, if I'm being brutally honest. And one man who stood out above all else was the man who you predicted would do so, Ross Barkley. I mean, I saw people saying it was like a testimonial for Barkley. <laughs> it was that easy for him. I mean, I, I suppose the answer is going to be the same, is it? Is he the man that Newcastle have to stop this time around? Yeah. I think also Lukonga's coming to his own and I think he's he had a quite of an underrated, under the radar like kind of start because he got injured quite earlier on and then he's come back into the team and then obviously Ross is always going to get the plaudits because he's got the quality and it stands out in front of everyone. Like for me, I think he can get into a lot of Premier League teams currently right now, especially on the form he's under. Um, but Lukonga, I think he's coming into his own. I don't know, again... The goal, um, he, he assisted one of the goals, The se- our second goal against Brighton. It was a long ball over the top. 
and it was pinpoint. It was absolutely fantastic. Over the top, straight to Ogbeni, who was clean for on goal and managed to score. You know, he's coming along now really well. But yeah, Ross Barkley is the glue. And it does worry me if he does get injured in the second half of the season. That's when we're kind of going to... It's going to be a lot more challenging for us. But if we can keep him fit, keep him doing what he's doing, allow him to be him. Because that's, that's, we're not doing anything special with Ross Barkley, believe it or not. Yeah, he's playing in a much deeper role than a number 10 in his previous years. But we're just letting him be him. Simple. I like it when managers make things simple. I think we overcomplicate football at times. And doing things simple, we're getting the best out of him. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's definitely one man in Newcastle are going to have to keep quiet. And in the same position for Newcastle, we have Bruno Gamoresh, probably Newcastle's best midfielder, um, but he's one booking away from a suspension. So we probably will see him a little bit... Um, I guess, stuck in many ways. He's not going to be able to dive in like he usually does and that'll probably play into to Luton's hands. I mean, is he the man that you're most fearing or is there anyone else that springs to mind? It was Isaac. I've, but then obviously with the injury coming off against Villa, would he start, would he not start? I don't know what's been said. I heard, I think, Eddie Howe after the game said it was something minor, but obviously they need to investigate. I don't know if there's been any more news about that, but he's one player who I am... Yeah, I'm scared of a little bit. And also Gordon, because even in the last game when he played, he causes all sorts of problems. Because I I think I referred to him as a little rat last time out. And I still think he's one of those players where if he's on your team, you love him. If he's not, you hate him. And yeah, so it's always going to be for me, Gordon and Isaac. Obviously, Bruno, what the quality which he's got in the midfield, of course, he's going to cause so many problems. And I like those types of players who keep getting yellow cards because you can wind them up. And we've got players in our team that probably will like suss that out quite quickly. And I think that he could be a particular target, which we try and, you know what, let's get him on the yellow quite early doors. Mm, I mean, that is probably Bruno's biggest weakness is the fact he's very easy to, to wind up. We're recording this on uh, Thursday afternoon and you guys will be watching and listening to it on Friday morning. So it'll come out before Eddie Howe's press conference. Uh, but we don't think Alexander Isaac will be involved at all against Luton and it might even come a little bit early for Callum Wilson as well I think there's a strong bet that'll be Anthony Gordon up top he can do the job there he's done it for uh, England under 21s but I think it's, it's detrimental because Anthony Gordon's best when he is on the, out on the left but unfortunately Newcastle got no one to turn to so it's going to be interesting to see the start on 11 um, in terms of the way Luton will uh, approach the, 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 the game are they going to want the ball? Are they going to sit off Newcastle and invite them on? What can we expect? I think it'd be very similar to the, the previous game, if I'm being brutally honest with you. Um, I think we will try and be aggressive when we can. Um, I think if with Gordon potentially being that player up top, I think we may be a little bit more braver, I think, in terms of in possession going forward. I think... Out of possession, I think we've been extremely, we've been a lot more braver out of possession. We've been going like man to man recently, and we've got the pace. Osho, Menji, Amari Bell, so they can handle Gordon if he in a one on a one on one. 
although I don't like the sound of that, but they can potentially do that or a 2v1 situation, whatever you want to call it. So I think we will be a lot more braver in this game compared to last. And obviously the confidence in our last two victories, you know, going into this, there's there's no need for us to back off and allow Newcastle to play new like Newcastle's football. We don't want to do that. We want to frustrate you. We want to get the first goal. And then it'd be like, right, now come and break us down and then we can just counter you or we can be aggressive then or we can play for set pieces. So, yeah, I'm expecting an aggressive approach. Keep this aggressive approach, which we've got currently. And, yeah, just try and, you know, first 10 minutes, get that first goal. Yeah, I think the first goal will be uh, key. And like you say, if you guys can get an early one and maybe try and rattle the uh, the crowd, it definitely could pay, play into your hands. I mean... The last game out, uh, as I said, I mean, Luton embarrassed Newcastle, in my opinion. But what was the difference, do you think, on the day? And can that be replicated on Saturday? Um, I'm not really too sure, to be honest. Like, like I said, like the performances prior to the Newcastle game, we we were performing well. We just wasn't getting the results. you know. And I feel like sometimes, some games it's your day and some days it's just not your day. And I think that particular day, it was just our day. Um, I think, obviously... Newcastle not being fully strength, like fully strengthened, obviously went into our favour. But, you know, we just got the job done. And obviously in, in this one, we just need to just keep going. Just keep the, this momentum going, keep performing well. And, you know, we know we're not we're not safe yet. So we, we've, we've still got something to fight for. Mm. I'm just looking back at the team that started for Newcastle that day and, you know, people might say it's not fully strength, but it was still a, a very strong team and most of the players who started that day will start uh, on Saturday, you would think. I mean, poor Lewis Miley, who's just signed a new deal and he has really been the shining light in what has been a, a difficult six weeks, two months for Newcastle United. He was taken off before uh, half-time in the, the first fixture. Um, I'm hoping that he can uh, put that behind him uh, in this game. He certainly has done in other games. But do you think that might be the other kind of weak point um, that Luton might try and take advantage of from from their point of view, from their analysis, that they might try and target Lewis Miley again? I'm, I'm not too sure. I think that in the previous game, I do remember Trippier, he didn't have the best of games. He, was, he wasn't stopping crosses going into the box. And I think we really targeted him for some weird reason because I do think he's quite a good player. So he had a really poor, well, really poor day. Maybe that there was a particular reason why we did that, and maybe in this in this game coming up we'll do exactly the the same. Let's target Trippier because he was obviously the massive weak point. We and then if we're putting crosses into the box to our you know two strikers in Alabeo and Morris, and then we've got players outside the box in Lakonga. Barkley or Clark or Ogbeni, um, who are going to be like there just in case the ball bounces to them, then that's what I think the plan will be. And are you expecting any new faces ahead of the, the game, just transfer deadline days when we're recording this? Are you expecting any new arrivals to come in before the game? So we've already signed a Japanese player from the Belgium League um, called Hashi. I'm not going to try and pronounce his actual full name, but that's the nickname which um, obviously Luton fans are going to give him. He's a an attacking right wing back, um, so we're looking. We're really looking forward to seeing how well he can do. Um, he chose us over going to the likes of Leeds or going to the Turkey League. So um, he, he was a wanted man, and he's young, twenty four years old. So 
And I think Japanese football as well has been massively improving over the last couple of seasons now. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing him play. We are expecting one or two players today to sign. Um, I think attacking players as well. So it's just exciting times. Luton, we try and keep our transfer business as quiet as possible. So you, you see all these like well-known journalists. They always tweet out the rumours. And then the transfer happens two weeks after the first rumour tweet came out. Luton, we try and keep it under wraps. I don't know how we do it, but we've we managed to do it. Barkley did not come came out of nowhere. Will we get a signing like that today in the last couple of hours of the window? I'm not too sure, but whoever it is, we'll be excited for. And you know, anyone who's been watching the Luton story or know about Luton, our signings are the reason why we are in the Premier League. You know, we have a very smart recruitment plan. Players, you know, from League Two have stepped up to the Premier League. So we could end up signing a championship player who's probably an awful player in a championship side, but ends up being an absolute superstar in a Luton team. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to get judged heavily on whoever we bring in. Yeah, I mean, just looking at you, you're so happy about the way things are going. <laughs> and if the mood in the dressing room is half as happy or optimistic or as positive as you're coming across, Lewis, then I suspect it's a very nice place to be. Yeah, I just don't think negativity, like, you know, being down, it, it just doesn't help, does it? You know, especially when you're a team that is probably going to lose more games than they win. You, you got to try and just keep the spirits up. We have one player in particular at Luton called Paddy Ruddock, who's been at the club for, I think, nearly 10 years now, or I think just over 10 years. He's a, he's a club legend, but amongst the fan base, he gets mixed reviews because of his playing ability. A lot say he's not a Premier League player, he's not a Championship player or whatever. But his personality, he's like the key, he's the glue in the dressing room. He's the one which, you know, he's the banter man. He gets everyone laughing, he gets everyone going. You take someone like him out, there's a massive hole. So he keeps like everyone together, he keeps like the team spirit. And the one thing that's going to keep us up this season is our togetherness within the squad. You need to have a good attitude. We don't have these players that, you know, are late to training or... You know, it could cause too much hassle, like your Marcus, you know, you, you know, your Rashfords, for example, who are going out nightclubbing. We don't have that at Luton. Well, if we do, they keep it under wraps quite well. We just simply don't. So when you've got good players with good attitudes, you know, hardworking, who want to achieve, who want to do well, who want to prove themselves, I th you know, you've got a recipe there of a club that could go in the right direction. And I actually think what you've just mentioned there about the, the spirit and the fight and the togetherness, that was probably the difference in the return fixture that was missing from Newcastle. And that, funny enough, is what Newcastle's been built on as well. You know, egos aren't really running wild at, at St. James's Park. It's all about the togetherness. You know, the, when the, the recruitment team sign a player, it's not just about ability. It's about how do they fit into the squad. It's about how do they apply themselves away from the game. And, you know, everything that Newcastle has been known for in the past two years was missing um, down at Kenilworth Road. So hopefully it'll be back for Newcastle this Saturday. We've seen it against Aston Villa. It was certainly back. A fantastic performance um, for Newcastle there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, 
I'm looking at your top scorers and uh, obviously the Brighton game, you, you got Adebayo. Is, is he the man to stop, do you think, on um, Saturday? We mentioned Ross Barkley's the key man, but Adebayo seems to be hitting a, a little bit of form. Yeah, he's he's got the best um, shot conversion in the Premier League. So if he has a shot on target, it's most likely going to go in at the moment. Um, yeah, he's he's been massively on form. Um, at the start of the season, he had mixed mixed opinions again, even from our own fan base. A lot of the fan base were like, no, he's not a Premier League player. He isn't quite doing it. But then Morris got dropped and then uh, Elijah Adebayo started games up top on his own. And you're seeing a different type of player. He's just got this. He is a confidence player. So if he misses a one on one chance in the first five minutes, it's going to affect him. It takes him quite a while to go, you know, get back into the game. But when he's on it, he's on it. And he causes so many problems. He's, you know, tall, strong, good with the ball at his feet. Not many big, like big strikers are good with the ball at their feet, but he is. He can get past the player. So, yeah, if we give him the service, we give him the opportunities, he will cause problems and he will make sure. Newcastle centre-halves are not having an easy day. You know, you see what Ollie Watkins was like for Villa. You know, even when Villa are not performing, he still, he just needs an opportunity. And that's what we're trying to convert Adebayo to. You know, OK, if you don't get the ball within the first, if you're not having much of the ball in the 90 minutes, when you do get the ball, what can you do with it? Can you cause an impact? Can you get a goal? Yeah, another man for Newcastle United to keep quiet. And I, and I guess, you know, away days like this, Lewis, is what every Luton fan and probably some of the players have kind of dreamed of. I know they've been to big arenas already this season, but for many, St James's Park is always one they look at um, as, as an away ground they want to travel to. Uh, there'll be some excitement about going up to the North East and, and facing Newcastle at St James's. Yeah, of course. I've, you know, for Luton fans, it was a fantastic um, away day out when we played you guys in the FA Cup, you know, when we were in the League Two side. I think it was like 7,500, 8,000 Luton fans made that journey. I was one of them, you know, going up in the coach. It was fantastic. It was a great day out, um, you know, and it's up there as one of the best away days for me, probably top 10, still, you know, in t still to this day. Um, and obviously, I know for Newcastle fans back then, the atmosphere probably, you know, we were only playing against the League Two side. But this time round, it's Premier League v Premier League team. The atmosphere would be better. Um, obviously, we, we our allocations are a lot smaller. Um, I think we've three thousand or two thousand five hundred, whatever it is. I'm sure we're going to set it out. We and we're singing our numbers up in the gods there at Newcastle. And yeah, hopefully the boys can hear us from up there. Yeah, it's going to be a, a great day. Hopefully, a, a bouncing atmosphere from all corners of the ground. And I guess the message, Lewis, just before I ask you for your score prediction, is is that Newcastle just can't underestimate this Luton side because they're showing they can really mix it with the big boys in the Premier League. One hundred percent. Even when, even if a team goes three 0 against us, you know we saw it with Chelsea when we played them just before the Canada year um, started. They were three 0 up, and then we just went. You know what? We're just going to go at you. And then we got two goals back. And then, you know, with 10 minutes remaining, who knows what could potentially happen? And that's all we need. We're not going to give up. So that's the one thing for sure is if Newcastle are going to win, they have to keep going. You know, none, don't drop the level. You keep the same level going. Otherwise, you're going to get punished because that's all we need. We really need a little bit. You, you could be dominating a game 2-0 after 60 minutes. Your centre-half makes a mistake. We go clean through. We score a goal. That's it. Changed, the game's changed from that moment onwards and that's what we thrive on and that's what we love. That leads us nicely into the final question then, Lewis. How is Saturday going to go? I would love 
something. Um, I do think you are going to win. Um, I don't want to say that because we are performing extremely well at the moment. But I, I just can't underestimate how difficult it is going to you know, Newcastle. It is a tough place to go to. Your home form is better than you, your away form. It's that There's a particular reason for that. So I think, I'd be obviously, I'd be over the moon if we get a point. I really would, but I think it's going to be like a 2-1 or a 3-1 to Newcastle. Yeah, I'm batting Newcastle United to win. Uh, brilliant against Aston Villa, and they seem to have got a bit of momentum following wins over Sunderland and, and Fulham. And they were they were very good against Manchester City as well. They just ran out of steam in the last home game in which they, they lost 3-2. My only concern is, is whether Anthony Gordon, if he does have to play up top, can he be potent enough? Can he take the chances? Fingers crossed he can do, but also I'm keeping everything crossed that Callum Wilson might somehow be available, but I'm sure you guys aren't. Lewis, thank you once again for popping on the podcast. It is much appreciated. To you guys watching and listening, hit subscribe, follow through whichever platform you're joining us on and head over to chroniclelive.co.uk for all the latest Newcastle United news. And myself, I'll see you very soon. Mm-hmm.